You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey, on AM 1360 WNJC. You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. Author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We've got a great show. Uh, we have first somebody who's going to talk about a concept that has never quite taken off, but this guy is going to do it. He's patented the idea. His name is Glenn. Adafi, and he's going to be here to talk about his team poker concept and how it's going to take off within the next year. Then we're going to talk to a great guest. Uh, I'm still laughing because I uh, I just talked to him briefly. His name is Richie Lopez. He is the poker room manager of the Pachanga Casino in Temecula, a great room I've played at a number of times. He's going to talk all about that room. I think you will be hungering to play there as much as I am right now after you hear him talk. We'll have a mailbag segment, and then we'll be done. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to BZ.com. BZ is your number one online auction source for brand-name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75 85 and 99% off retail. Go to BZ.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to BZ.com, B-E-E-Z-I-D.com, BZ.com. Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Health insurance is not required. Call 855-912-7246. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? 
Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey. Follow the show on Twitter at HOC Radio. Wake up, poker fans! You're listening to House of Cards. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And uh, we think of poker as a maybe the quintessential individual pursuit. Um, mano a mano, a table full of people who are all acting in their own interests. In fact, it's against the rules to work in teams. It's called collusion. You're not allowed to do it. But for the last almost 20 years... I've heard people talk about, well, you know, there really are ways of doing this with teams. And even back about six years ago, we formed a team uh, here at House of Cards, and there was a team format up in New Hampshire that we were going to enter people in. And uh, Tony Holden in England, the famous writer and poker player, uh, put together a team for a poker Olympiad in England. And there have been fits and starts about the great idea of team poker, but nobody has yet found the formula to make it successful and permanent. So here we have somebody who is trying to do just that. His name is Glenn Adafi. He has formed Team Poker, and he's here with us today to talk about what he has created. So, Glenn, without any further ado, um, please tell us about Team Poker and about yourself. Sure, Ashley. Uh, I started playing poker in Blackhawk, Colorado, about 20 years ago, I guess it was now, and, and in the 1997 time frame, roughly, I noticed in tournaments that players started getting pieces of each other, and they were basically playing the tournament out, and if they had, if they won, they would share percentage with their uh, fellow uh, players. And so I thought, well, maybe there's some way to formalize this system. And so I took a look at it, and I, I started uh, thinking about, well, how would I do this? And I decided that if I was going to go at it seriously, I'd better start taking a look at the intellectual property and things around it. And so I started uh, developing the process and looking at the intellectual property that I might be able to, to acquire and to, uh, to do team poker. Well, let me ask you just a question about that. I, many might argue that poker is doing great. Uh, yeah, with the Internet shutting down, that has ta- we've taken a bit of a hit, but... If you look historically, poker has never had as much of a boom time if we, as we've had in the last 10 years. Why tinker with something that's been successful as an individual 
sport or activity and turn it into a team sport. Why even bother to to do that? Well, the way I looked at it was people were already doing it, you know, in, in this informal way. And so what I thought of was, well, let's try to formalize it. And so the idea was then by having teams, you can create uh, a situation where the skill factor is actually more of a factor in, in the outcome and the payouts that the individuals receive. And so I thought, well, you know, I better start looking at this seriously. I, I, I uh, got the website, teampoker.com. I registered uh, the mark, Team Poker, and, um, and I went and I looked at how I do a patent. And so I came up with a process that I think basically encapsulates uh, a way to do this in a manner that does uh, maintain the integrity of the game by not allowing collusion or chip dumping or uh, slow playing among teammates, keeps teammates separated, but also allows uh, individuals uh, to play as uh, team composite scoring. So, How does that work? Tell our listeners exactly how team poker functions. Okay, so uh, basically the way uh, to give you, the best way to explain it is to give you some examples. So the composite score would be, Simply, um, it's the inverse of the individual finish position. So if you have 100 uh, participants, let's say, so you started the 100th player out, he would get one point. The 99th player would get two points, 97, three, and then the first player would get 100 points. So the points then are added together for the four players that were in this particular team, and the highest team score would win the tournament. Now, there has to be a tiebreaker because you can have teams with the same score, um, and the tiebreaker could be simply just the, the team that has the, indiv- the highest individual face position would uh, win the tournament or take the higher position in the, in the structure. I see. So there's only the difference between first and second is exactly the difference between 98th and 99th. It's, I realize Correct. you don't get any special additional points for finishing first. It's just one le- one more point than finishing second, which would make it very different from the payout structure that often has the higher your place, especially as you near the top, geometrically greater as opposed to just arithmetically greater. Well, I think you're conflicting two things. One is the payout structure can be any structure that the uh, tournament director decides. So, you know, one point could be the difference between first and place, first place and second place, and the difference could be you know thousands, millions of dollars. True. Per se. True. So um, it's you know you can weight the structure of the of the payouts, but what I didn't want to do is mess with the weights of the finished positions because those are set, and so it becomes a really simple math problem or yes. calculation to determine winners and losers and. Weights take place and the payouts. So, where is this being done now, or where are you planning to do it, and how do you measure your success? Well, I'm just actually now uh, getting back out there. I've gone through a process and um, developing the patent. I just got the patent uh, a couple of years ago, and um, I'm in the process of getting my website finished to do online gaming. Uh, so, I'm just in the throes of really getting back out there. I've got, I'm offering it to brick and mortars, and if you go to my website, teampoker.com, 
you'll see that I'm offering it to uh, brick-and-mortar uh, rooms to try for free, and if they like it, there'd be a nominal uh, licensing fee, you know, to do it. Okay, fair enough. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back. to winning poker is knowledge and winning no limit hold'em the new book by world series of poker veteran ashley adams can give you that knowledge cash games small tournaments whether you're a seasoned player a novice or just find yourself losing more often than you win winning no limit hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of no limit hold'em you know it's been said that winning isn't everything but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing get winning no limit hold'em the new book by ashley adams and start winning today now available at amazon.com and wherever great books are sold this is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. The ambassador of poker. Join us online at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And for listeners who just tuned in, we're talking to Glenn Adafi. He has formed Team Poker. Well, what are they actually getting for the fee? Just the point structure? I mean, what is it that you've created other than a point structure uh, that you figure somebody else? I mean, it doesn't sound patentable from what you've told us so far, although I'm sure it is or you wouldn't have gotten a patent. Yeah, well, the process is, I mean, I do have a patent. I have a, the patent is, uh, and I didn't finish all that, that's involved with it because there's also a handicap system um, that allows team size to vary within the, the same uh, tournament. But, um, yeah, the process is patented. In fact, I don't know how else you could do this concept. I'm sure there's other ways to weight it, the, the scoring, but um, it's a, it, I've kept it fairly simple in the scoring process. So, yeah, what what they would get is the scoring process, a minimal to join what I call a syndicated process. I would advertise their uh, uh, poker room on my website, and they would become part of the syndicate. And uh, eventually I'll be directing people to their site because I'm going to have online play. Uh, again, it's patented, so nobody else can do exactly what I'm doing. And I would lead them to their poker rooms to uh, enhance you know, the size of their uh, participation and I would envision uh, uh, that there would be like regional tournaments, uh, maybe state and uh, national events with teams, and so uh, eventually I don't I don't see this overtaking individual poker play. I always saw it as like a, you know kind of like one event at a tournament to be teams, that kind of thing. Uh, I see. Like in might- the Olympics, you'd have individual. Uh, individual races and then you'd have a tag team race a relay race rather uh that would be one of seven races might be a relay race but you wouldn't have everything changed to relays exactly yeah no this is sort of and it could be an add-on and actually the the concept can overlay uh, a typical tournament uh however now the structure 
<laughs> I've talked about part of the intellectual property. The other other parts of it that are important are let's take as, as an example. I was talking about handicapping. So let's take our example of four players per team. Well, um, it's sort of a reverse handicap, and I and I I say that because what you're doing is really handicapping yourself uh, by uh, making your team size less than the optimal amount, which in this case, let's say, is four per team. It could be any number. You know, the structure fits with any number, and there could be classes of teams. I won't get off to the, the sidelight of all that, but um, the let's say there's four players per team, and two players decide they want to play, but, you know, they want to play as a team. And so what they do, they pay the full entry fee, um, let's whatever that is, and they participate, and their handicap is, in this case, it's four is the max, and they're two, so it's four divided by two, and their handicap is two. So their points, I talked about how you get the points as the inverse of the individual finish positions, is multiplied by two to equalize your finish position with the balance of the other teams in the event. So by doing that, now you've allowed it, first of all, it's easy to form teams, and participate because you make it easier to show up and if you don't have a full complement. Because one of the things I, I thought from the very beginning is, well, it's going to be tough to always get four guys or eight guys or whatever the number you, you say it is to always show up. So by having the handicap, theoretically one person could play as a team. And the, and the example I'm using, if they allow it, it could be their uh, handicap would be four. So they would pay, you know, if it's a $1,000 entry, uh, Instead of put, you know, four people would play two two hundred fifty each. The individual would pay a thousand bucks. His handicap would be four. His finish position would be multiplied by four to handicap him and determine a winner. Well, that it seems like the handicap system in some ways works against your interest of forming teams to begin with, because an individual who is very skilled with no teammates would outperform. Every team, he'd be willing well, to risk he may four or times. May not. I mean, he's still got to pay. He's got to pay the full entry amount, and it would does enhance the skill factor. That's the point of it. Well, it would spread out the risk among four people that are you're increasing the number of participants, but you're not necessarily increasing the skill. Uh, if I am an extremely successful tournament player. I would not want to have other players who are less successful than I as part of my team. I'd want to enter individually, right? Well, not necessarily. No, you'd want to either, either. Well, first of all, person, the, the structure could be such that they mandate. You know, it's got to be four people. Yes, so that would make sense to me. Four people, or you know, a, a real skilled player would say, "Hey, um, I, uh, I can, I can get some backers, or I can come in with a thousand dollars." And I can run the field, so he's got to—he's essentially got to sit, uh, sit down and be run the field against all these other players. So there is the fact that these other players he's running against—you know—he's got to—he's got to beat them. So yeah, there is that, and there's also luck involved, of course. But um, I see it as—I I look at it as from the standpoint of the skill, being able to maximize your, your if you do allow team size to vary. And I would be one that would try to tend towards, you know, maybe trying to – I think I'm a skilled player. So I think well, I would probably either look for skilled players uh, of equal or if not, maybe I would pay the additional amount and try to uh, maximize my skill. So that's where that comes in. Maybe you'd hire a ringer. 
uh, there'd be a great incentive. Like in bridge, there are guys that make a decent living who hire themselves out to be part of a bridge team. If I'm a very skilled player, maybe I would sell my services to um, three guys to bring me in to try to up their collective chances of uh, winning a tournament because I just hired Daniel Negrano. Yeah, but, you know, I've, I've seen, I've played against Daniel, and he's a good player, but, I mean, he's not, there's a lot of Daniel Negranos out there. So, I mean, you know, not to pound Daniel, but, I mean, there are a lot of good players out there. And if you look at some of the guys that are winning, like, the World Series of Poker, they're not Daniel Negranos. Of course, I used I'm his known, name. guys from Minnesota that come out and they, they know how to play poker. So, I mean, I, I look at poker as, as a skill game, certainly. But there's enough luck in it, and there's enough skilled players that um, there's a lot of people that can compete. In fact, one of one of the, my goals is to make poker more receptive to a lot of people. I mean, uh, and get it you know into the mainstream even more than it is already. I think it is in the mainstream. Yep, I agree. But there's some, and there's, yeah, and there's some contests that I'm doing with my uh, my uh, with clubs and. Uh, and class play that'll do that. I have a uh, also have a, um, a fundraising aspect for charities and sports teams that I, I plan on doing, where uh, charities and sports teams compete in one tournament instead of them having just their individual tournaments. They actually compete with other charities and sports teams. That's to, a great uh, idea. When when are we going to and where are we going to see this roll itself out first? Well, I said it's going to be this year. You know, I thought it was going to be last year. <laughs> but I, the, the game itself, I actually have some good, solid uh, gaming software. We're just now going through the process of integrating. And, you know, it's going to be a matter of months uh, still. And I would say by mid this year, I should have an online version, um, you know, ready to go. And, and one of the things that I really didn't finish up on was sort of the hybrid aspect of the of why one of my key uh, things that I want to do from the very beginning was um, make it so I meet all the tournament director association rules, okay? And so how do you do that with teams, you know? Because if, if you, a couple of years ago they came out with a rule in, their, in Poker TDA, it says uh, it's a individual game, okay? Poker's an individual game, and you no chip doing, no slow playing. And so how do you do that? and have teams. Well, the way you do that is by having what I call a hybrid tournament. So the tournament is a consolidation tournament, and, it, and as you consolidate, there has, the rule is that no, uh, no teammates can play on the same table or allowed on the same table at the same time. So how do you do that? Well, as you consolidate in a typical consolidation tournament, you, the randomness protocol has to be that it's random within respect to that you can't play at the same table. Well, how does that work when you get down to where you're, you know, you got four four guys again, let's use that example, and they're, you know, at the final part of the tournament. How do you keep them apart? Well, the way you do that is you go to sit and go uh, uh, tables at the end, okay? So if, there's, if there are teammates left, there has to be at least as many tables running as there are teammates left. And so they would play down, and then so it becomes a sit and go at the end, and then as, as you can consolidate to where they can go heads up or just against themselves, you do that. So okay. That's, that's where cool. Where is this going to be rolled out first? 
Well, I'm, you know, it could be rolling anywhere. I'm, I, the brick and mortar is ready to go. I'm, I'm talking to some casinos. There's been a big reluctance, as you may know, to teams for the very reasons you started this this conversation. And what I'm telling you right now is that I think that uh, this hybrid has overcome the concept of, uh, you know, collusion and slow playing and, and uh, tip dumping. Great. And well, so, I'll tell you what, we have to go. But when you have this up and running... We'd like to have you back on again to talk about how it's actually working. Absolutely. I'd love to, Ashley. Terrific. Uh, listeners, we've been talking to Glenn Adafi, Team Poker, his website, teampoker.com. We look forward to having it rolled out sometime this year, and we'll let you know when, and we'll have him back on. Again, Glenn, Absolutely. thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ashley. Thank listeners, you. we'll be right back after a quick break. Hey, Jersey, we want to hear from you. Send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com or leave a message at our hotline at 609-474-4627. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to bzid.com. Bzid is your number one online auction source for brand-name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75 85 and 99% off retail. Go to bzid.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to bzid.com, B-E-E-Z-I-D.com, bzid.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hey, this is Dave Weishaddle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of February 17th, 2014. Well, you can now add casinos to the list of businesses who've had their websites hacked recently. Hackers apparently took over the websites of the Las Vegas Sands and released some employees' personal information. The list of employees included workers at the Sands Casino Resort in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Visitors to the Sands website could see a list which included employees' social security numbers, emails, and job titles. The Sands Casino was working with authorities to discover the source of the hacking. The Nugget Casino Resort in Sparks, Nevada is undergoing a $50 million renovation. Included in the project will be a new sports book, a bingo area, and a new casino gambling pit. Gilly's Saloon is scheduled to open in June on the property, and a new sports bar, deli, and VIP lounge should be open by August. And finally, something amazing happened at the Tropicana Casino in Atlantic City last week. It was Bacon Week, all week long at the casino. I'm not making this up. 
All week, bacon lovers dined on bacon milkshakes, chocolate-covered bacon, bacon bourbon, bacon margaritas, bacon beer, bacon vodka, and bacon ice cream sundaes. They had bacon-flavored toothpaste, bacon dental floss, and because it's winter, they had bacon lip balm. My cholesterol is rising just talking about this. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Health insurance is not required. Call 855-912-7246. You're listening to the House of Cards. Do you know what a straight flush is? It's like unbeatable. Like unbeatable is not unbeatable. Hey, I know that now. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. Uh, You're listening to House of Cards. And as you know, I travel a lot and play poker wherever I go. I've got to tell you that there are few places in the world that rival Southern California for poker. Not Las Vegas, not Reno, not Laughlin, not Washington State. Nowhere have I found as many great rooms as I found in Southern California. One of my favorite being the one that we're going to talk about today, we have Richie Lopez, who is the poker room manager of one of the nicest poker rooms in Southern California, Pechanga, in sunny Temecula, California. Richie, are you there? I'm here, buddy. How's everything? Well, it's great, except, you know, I am so eager to be where you are instead of where I am right now. Right now, it's about zero degrees with a strong wind in Marina uh, Bay in Quincy, Massachusetts, and where you are, I don't know if it's 40, 50, 60, 70, or 80, but it's certainly nicer than here, and I would love to be with you playing poker. Tell us about your room and the area that it sits in. Well, we're, we're located in Temecula in between Alley and San Diego. Uh, our room is over 10,000 10, square feet. We have 43 tables. We run promos daily, tournaments daily. What kind of games do you get? Uh, we get a little bit of everything. We get a 2-4 limit all the way up to 8-16 limit. And for our no-limit games, we get a 1-2 no-limit all the way up to our 5-10 no-limit game. Do you ever get Omaha? Uh, yes, we do. We've got one of the best five-card Omaha games in Southern California. Five-card Omaha. That's so you get five instead of four? Yep, and we play with eight players. Eight players. Do you play at uh, eight or better, or do you play at high only? It's eight or better. Hmm. Wow, I've got to try that out. Uh, now, does it run every day, or do you have a designated day of the week for it, or how does that go? It's daily. Wow. When's your room open? Uh, it's 24 hours. Um, we're open nonstop. Terrific. So you always have a game, or you're just theoretically open all the time? Uh, we're, we're pretty much running 24 hours a day. Uh, so if I were to show up uh, on a Monday morning at 8 a.m. and there was only one game going, 
what would it be? It would be a one-two no limit. So that's your that's your chief game. You have limit yeah. Hold'em as well, and you get limit Omaha. Do you ever get stud? Uh, no, no. <laughs> it's kind of far far fetched right now for us over here, but we're going to be working on it this year. Hopefully, we'll get it down. So that's one of our goals to to bring back a stud game in our room. And I know, as all poker managers tell me every time I ask about stud, sir, we will spread any game that there's enough interest in, and we will certainly be willing to spread stud, which we're licensed to spread if we get enough players. Right? That is yeah. correct. <laughs> that's that your standard correct. response. Yeah. yeah, very good. So, do you ever get any major tournaments there? I know you have your daily and weekly events. Do you ever get like a poker tour that comes through? Yeah, well, basically, we work with a company out here called RiverCard, and we got a big come a big event coming up in April, April twenty fifth and twenty sixth. It's a thirty k, one hundred and fifty plus twenty five, and then we have a fifty k, which is a two hundred plus thirty five. And we just got done with our hundred k RiverCard event that was held in December. And where do you draw your players from? Is it pretty much San Diego, or do you also get L.A. and Palm, Be- uh, Palm Springs? Uh, we do a little we pretty much all three areas. And we, we also have a great local market that comes out and loves our room. Well, that's really good. I, I'm curious to know some of the specifics about poker at your place. Uh, how do you rake the game, and what are the player promotions that uh, players who play there get? Okay, d- depending on what game you're playing, it's our you know our our drop is uh, three dollars for our lower limit games and four dollars for our regular games. And um, for our promos, uh, we pretty much have promo for all our games that's going on in there. Well, tell me what you get. So if I'm a player, what do I get for playing? Um, basically, right now you get a dollar per hour or a dollar fifty, depending on what size your limit or games that you're playing. Um, so every hour you every hour you play, you earn. And what can I use that for? For gas, food, uh, hotel. Oh, you have your own gas station? We do. So every hour you play, you can use that uh, money towards your gas. And I know in California where prices are so high, I bet that that's really a nice benefit. Um, yeah. You said either a $3 or a $4 drop. That's the maximum total rake out of the pot is $3 for your lower stakes games and $4 for your bigger games? Correct. You don't take another dollar for bad beats or stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, we also take a dollar for our jackpots. But in the low, so where does one two or one three figure in? Is that a three or a four dollar drop game? Uh, that would be a four dollar drop plus a dollar for the bad plus beat. Plus a dollar for bad beat. Yeah. All right. Well, that's. I mean, I hate to say this to the guy that's involved in setting the rate. That's reasonable as things go. Four plus one or three plus one. Because I just came from a room in Florida that was five plus two. Five plus two, wow. I don't want to give you any ideas, but five. There's also a place in Arizona, in Parker, Arizona, that was five plus two. So it's a, it was like a two-six spread limit game, and they're taking $7 out of the pot. It's just insane. So comparatively, three plus one or four plus one, it would, four plus one is what they do at my home casino at Foxwoods in Mohegan Sun. That sounds fairly reasonable. And then you get a buck. Or a buck. So, what do you, where do you get the dollar and a half for one two no limit on up or what? On yeah, for a one three on up would be, would be a dollar and a half, and on from our uh, four eight and above would be a dollar and a half. Oh, that's reasonable too. Now, yeah. do you have table side food service? Yes, we do. So you have waitresses that could bring me food. Yeah, and alcohol. 
Oh, wow. now alcohol you have to pay for in California. Correct. Okay, but still, do you have a poker menu for the food, or is it the same as any other persons in the casino? It's a poker menu for the players. Well, that's not bad, and I can use yeah. my points that Correct. I've accrued. And then you said you had a room? Yeah. You have, have a hotel? We do have a hotel. Is and it, uh, basically every four hours you play, we give you a room rate between for Sunday through Thursday um, for $89. For every four every four hours you play, you qualify for an eighty nine dollar rate, and then you can use your accumulated points towards that as well. Is that right? Uh, I mean, if I have accumulated uh, by playing at the table one hundred and eighty points, can I use that for a hotel room? I'm. I have to double check on that. Uh, pretty. I believe you can. I think you said earlier on that you could use it for food or a room. Or, or hotels, yes. Yeah. Well, that's not a bad deal. And as an esteemed member of the media, if I came out there, I would expect a free room, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Laughing. Laughing yeah. is a non-answer. That's good. I like that. Because, I, I mean, actually, I have been there a couple of times. I was in your old room. Downstairs. Uh, yeah, right. In fact, okay. I won, a, I won a, a weekly tournament, and then I came back for what they called like a tournament of champions. If you finished in the top whatever in one tournament, then they had a bigger tournament that you qualified for, and you had a free roll into that one. Do you remember that? Correct. I remember that. Yeah, well, I did both those, and I finished. Uh, I qualified, and then I I cashed in the second one. I finished in the top four, and I was thrilled. This was back before poker was as big as it is today, and I figured, wow, I won a tournament in Temecula. Who's going to believe it back east? <laughs> Wow! Now, do you well, we all... got we yes. got some new tournaments coming out for us? We got player appreciation coming up uh, for February, and on March we got a uh, it's a player appreciation zero buy in, uh, five dollar entry, and it's a three thousand dollar guaranteed tournament. Now, are those rebuys so that you that, uh, is that how you make no them? no rebuys? It's it's strictly a free roll. Zero, it's free roll. It's wow! Much giving back to them, uh, so that's coming up in uh, February and in March. And then we got a new Wicket Warrior Bounty Tournament that we put together, and everybody has a $100 bounty on their head. Now, how do you qualify for the free roll for the Player Appreciation Tournament? How many hours uh, do you need? There's no hours. You just got to come in that day oh. of the event and pay $5 entry, and you can get in. That's about my speed. Now, is there some additional money for, like, to uh, – give money to the dealers or something like that for another 5000 in chips or anything like that? Yeah, we have some optional rebuys that you could buy in, or optional add-ons. Uh, gratuity add-ons, yeah. Wow, well, that sounds terrific. Now, tell me about restaurants at your place. What kind of food do you offer? Uh, we got uh, we have Asian. Uh, we also have a steakhouse. We have uh, Italian. Um, and we, have, we also have a great buffet. This is and then we also have a food court that's kind of really common that everybody just, you know, if you want some fast food, there's four or five different outlets that you can go through and uh, get some food. That's fantastic. So, Richie, just give us a quick bio of you. How did you get to work at Pachanga? It sounds like you've been there a while. I've been here about 17 years. Wow. Did you start out as some other capacity or did you come in as the poker room manager? I started out as a dealer and worked my way up. Wow. The Horatio Alger success story. You know yeah. who Horatio Alger is? Uh, educate me. Horatio Alger 
was the author of books around, oh, early 20s, 19, the teens, the 20s, and the 30s, and then reprinted all the way up to the current date. And they always start out with a boy who is poor. And uh, maybe he's a boot black or maybe he uh, he's a beggar on the corner or he sells newspapers. But through hard work, tenacity, stick to and a little bit of luck and a lot of moxie, a lot of uh, guts, he manages to earn his way up to be a the owner of the company or the CEO or the poker room manager of Pachanga. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a great, yeah. it's a wonderful story. And he's written like... 50 different stories, you know, uh, Bob the Boot Black or Ragged Dick is his famous one, and he's a rag picker, and he works his way to own some huge store that sells high-end clothing. It sounds like that's what you've done. You started as a dealer, and now you run the poker room of one of the best poker rooms in the United States. Well, thank you. Yes. Great. Well, Richie, you've been a great guest. I appreciate you joining us, and if you have any other things that you want to promote or let our listeners know about, if you're going to have a big event... Feel free. Got, yeah, how do yeah, people give me your website? By the way, uh, it's, uh, you could you could catch us on on Facebook. You could go to Pachanga's uh, Poker Facebook. Uh, we post a lot of things on Facebook, and then you could also go to Pachanga dot com, uh, and you could find our information on there too. Great. You were going to say something before I rudely interrupted. Uh, we have a big car giveaway. We're giving away a Prius coming up in March. Two days qualifying. All the qualifiers will be a, have an opportunity to win a car. So that's coming up. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to seeing you out there next time I'm in Southern California, and I'm going to test you and see if I can get a free room out of the great Richie Lopez. I would like to see you and meet you in person. Come by. (laughs) Okay. Great. That's Richie Lopez from Pechanga in Temecula. Listeners, we're going to be right back after a quick break. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. 
And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, professional poker player, author, and host of House of Cards. You can all, wherever you're listening to our show, we're now blanketing the United States. You can send in your questions or comments about the show to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash hocradio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash hocradio. You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey. Call or text the show at 609-474-4627. You're listening to the House of Cards. I'll call. Four nine. Four jacks. You owe me 15 grand, pal. Must have left my lot in my room. Don't hand me any of that crap. When you come to a game like this, you bring your money. How do I know you won't take a powder? No, 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 no. All right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll send a boy around to your room in five minutes. You better have the money or it's going to be all around Chicago that you're welched. You won't be able to get a game of jacks. That's from The Sting. And uh, I just love that. You're listening. Okay, listen, who, who are the actors now? Well, Paul Newman. Paul Newman. And uh, the guy from Jaws. Yep. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Um, uh, Shaw. Yep. Um, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw, yeah. Great, great, great scene. Yeah, great scene. And there's a great character actor with the broken nose. That's uh, Shaw's henchman. Yeah, the little and guy. Behind, always always behind. Uh, yeah, I don't know who his name is. But, but he's, he's in a lot of movies. Tons of movies, yeah. Oh, uh, this is a uh, mailbag. So, what do we got this week, Dave? Well, a couple of house cle- uh, cleaning measures. Uh, you remember last time we were here, we talked about online uh, gaming in New Jersey and uh, how yes. I had a hard time of transferring my own funds from a certain bank because they wouldn't let me transfer it into a uh, a online casino. And I got a couple emails wondering uh, what bank I finally chose, and uh, I chose TD Bank, which seems to work well with Borgata. But uh, just to okay. just to preface that, it works well with Borgata, but I'm not sure of the other casinos online. I see. Because well, everything is different with every one of these casinos. I wonder if I can use my Santander account with anybody. That, that'd be a good try. You should try that. Because uh, and another thing, I hope if you're going to come out with an article pretty, pretty soon on online gaming, compare all these casinos online in New Jersey – because it's just, as a New Jersey resident, it's overwhelming now. There are now 15 legal online gaming sites in New Jersey, and each one is different. Each one offers different games, and uh, and each one has different parameters of what banks to use. And Do they still have the um, the blackout areas, the border areas that you can't use it in? Um some of no them do. play, it's called no play no, zone. No play zone. I think some of them still do, but you still have to check that out because right now they're still working it out. There's still things coming online. 
I know uh, Virgin and Tropicana came on last week. So I don't know if they worked out their uh, geolocators, what they're called. So Have you played yet? Have I have. I, played? I played in the Borgata, which was uh, it was great, lots of fun. What did you play, and what was it like? Well, I played. Uh, you have to go on every every hour. They have different games. You know, they have uh, in poker. They have cash games, sit and goes, tournaments. I played in tournaments for five bucks because, you know, you're a poor lawyer. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, no, it's uh, how many games were being offered at the site you played on um, for Borgata. Uh, there were there were tournaments all night starting at different times, but they have a page of at the time ten uh, f- tournaments. I didn't look at the sit and goes, but they had some cash games going. Any kind of cash game you want. I didn't see any stud yet, so there was one of them. But they had a game one two. But I looked closer. It was one cent two cents. Ah. <laughs> so any so, kind of poker you want, as long as you want hold'em. When I was on there, I don't know if they offer stud at certain times of the day. It's it's just like a regular casino. When they I got when they want to play it, they play it. I got you. But uh, and in, in just in just to be thorough, I tried the other games too, blackjack and um, oh, it's not just poker. No, no, these are all online casinos. They have blackjack, uh, roulette, um, slots, which is extremely dangerous, by the way, because you're just sitting there pushing a button. And um, actually, Borgata last week, they uh, just had a jackpot for $153,000. A kid put in a, a dollar fifty. and he won $153,000. So, so I haven't Don't heard any. Don't try this at home, kid. Yeah. Oh, God. No, boy. Uh, but I, uh, I haven't heard any big winners in poker yet. Okay. So, What else you got? Uh, well, I actually went to the Parks Casino, and I was a bunch of friends. And uh, they know I come up to Massachusetts a lot. I spend half my time here. And they wanted to know what was going on with the situation with the casinos in Massachusetts. And I said, Yo, you know what? Ashley's a Massachusetts right. resident, and uh, he knows best. I do. I've been reading the latest. Uh, well, first of all, there are three zones for development. And there have been presentations now for the Springfield uh, area. There's one casino, MGM. Uh, nobody else has made it through this process because you require both the Mass Gaming Board to approve, Mass Gambling, Gaming Commission, rather, MGC, to approve your application and for the community in which you're going to be uh, building to approve you. And only one has survived, and that is the MGM. Um, and it's up to the Mass Gaming Commission whether to go yay or nay to the final um, plans that uh, MGM has. So they've done their presentation, and we're waiting to hear. We expect to hear sometime in the spring. Eastern Massachusetts, actually it's called Central and Eastern, is another zone, and that's the one with two competitors. One is the Mohegan Sun Revere property that was Caesars. Okay. But then Caesars was that's the old Suffolk Downs. Well, it's adjacent to the old Suffolk Downs because Suffolk Downs straddles East Boston and Revere, and the East Boston residents said nay Mm -hmm. on whether they would accept it. So they reconfigured it, and they went before the voters. I mean, they went before the Mass Gaming Commission for just a Revere property, and the state said it's all right with us for you to submit this. Uh, And I think there may be a referendum just for Revere that has to happen. 
I think it's next month, isn't it? Or yeah, February, February 5th. Something? Yeah. And then um, there's the other property is the Wynn property in Everett, and that the voters approved 80% said yes. The state has approved the application. doesn't mean that they're going in, but it means that they're acceptable. Mm-hmm. And now there'll be a competition between those two, and we expect some word in the summer uh, if – they're, one of them is accepted, and they could say no to both. I mean, you could have a final decision that neither is acceptable, and the same thing could happen to Springfield, in which case it would be dead for now. Then you could have another round some other time. But presumably there'll be one in Western and one in Eastern. Uh, construction would probably start uh, the end of this year and be completed by spring 2016. So they should probably open spring of 2016, which leaves the question about what about the southeast? As I said, there were three. Southeast is more muddled. Okay. There's the Wampanoag tribe, mm-hmm. Mashpee Wampanoags, and they finally did get a pact uh, with the state that the feds approved. The feds rejected their first pact as not being generous enough to the tribe, but they recalculated the amount that the tribe pays if they are the exclusive casino. And if they are exclusive, they pay something like 18% to the state. Uh, But they may not be exclusive because there are some other people looking to develop. And if they do develop, then the Indians pay nothing. Uh, That will not be sorted out as quickly as the ones in eastern and western Mass. So it may be... Uh, late 2016, early 2017. Now, I heard Foxwood threw their hat into the ring either yesterday or early this morning. They, uh, they, I think it's um, in Fall River. They Could just, be that yeah. they are going to de- <coughs> try to develop. Uh, Does that make it more of a mess now? Or uh, Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's just Foxwoods would be one of the bidding properties mm-hmm. for Southeast that would either exist without the Indians. If the Indians, See, the problem with the Indian deal, the Wampanoag deal, is they need land in trust. They, they don't have any property. They are recognized by the feds, but they have no property. In order for them to operate a casino, obviously, they need a place to build a casino. They need an agreement that the feds approve essentially getting land that their tribe would be allowed to develop. The problem with that is that they don't meet all the criteria, at least some would argue, for getting land in trust. That hasn't been sorted out. So that's a problem. Once that's all sorted out, who knows, 2017 maybe? Um, we don't know. Right. There's also a small development going on in uh, Nantucket. Was it Nantucket? Oh, I heard Martha's it, Vineyard. it was one of the islands. Yeah, it was yeah just, one of the islands. <laughs> I was like, where is this coming There's from? There's a tribe... Um, that is saying they're, they are recognized, they do have land, and yeah. they're going to build a casino. And so far the state's been saying nay, nay, nay. Yeah. So Now, we'll you're, you're a union rep. You're used to dealing with government. Is is this process fair, or is this is the process conducive to what's going on right here with the, getting all the bids and then trying to figure it out? Because I know one of the uh, bids, I, I think the chairman of the gaming association had to recuse himself because he was a former business partner with the guy. Yeah, so. um, well, like all matters that have a lot of money, yeah. there are potential conflict of interests and sordid stories that percolate through the process from time to time. I am not enough of an insider nor an investigative reporter enough to sort out 
what is rumor, what is fabrication, what is true, I don't know. I just know that it is fuel for the fire of the other player in the game right now, which are the anti-casino folks who are having another go at <laughs> declaring casino gambling illegal in Massachusetts. Well, we, we had one of them on. I, I forgot his name. That's but right. I think he was, uh, who was it, Somerville? Guy from Somerville? or um, I don't recall, that? but so. there is a campaign afoot to get a referendum question on the ballot uh, saying no gambling, no casino gambling in Massachusetts. Um, I don't know if they have enough signatures, but I know that their effort is being challenged on constitutional grounds, that once you have legislation, affirmative, uh, you can't have a referendum immediately declaring it invalid. I have no idea of the merits of the argument. I only know that they're being made by the pro-casino people, that this referendum question should be thrown out, and we'll have Martha Coakley decide that question, and then maybe the Supreme Judicial Court. Well, real quickly, I know you're going to California. I am. Where, is it? Where are you going? Um, my friend Andre Joseph and okay. I are flying into San Francisco, and then we will visit, first on our list, any casino resort <laughs> that will put us up for free. There you go. And okay. then all the places nearby. So we have about 25 different poker rooms on our itinerary. And we'll be coming back on the 7th, and I'll be happy to report at the next taping exactly who we did and what we did, and I hope some of them will be guests on the show. That sounds great. So I think that'll wrap it up for the mailbag segment of House of Cards. And for the show listeners, come back next week and hear another House of Cards. Until then, good luck, good day, and good night. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.